What's going on, everyone? Scriptwriter Steve right here. You've reached my podcast, Barbecue 2 Movies. Well, today is March 24th, 2021. It is a Wednesday. So you know what that means, right? It is Wedding Wednesdays, and the topic today is all about weddings. Weddings in Hawaii, specifically. All right, so I'm going to turn down this music, and we're going to get straight into talking about all things Hawaii weddings. How's everyone doing? How is your day going? My day is oh, my day is still going because I'm up here in Hawaii, 2 a.m. in the morning, and I am still fixing up photos because that's what I do here at Dream Weddings Hawaii. Dream Weddings Hawaii, by the way, if you're new to my podcast, that's my company. That is my bread and butter company right now. And uh, I am so happy right now because my business is pretty much back to normal. I wouldn't say 100% back to normal, but I have an opportunity to make money. And right now, a lot of couples are booking me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I have inquiries going out my ears, out the wazoo. I have so much business coming in and it is so great not being broke and reliant on the government. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I talked about it before, but I actually found myself in the bread line uh, last year because I was actually that broke. I had refunded close to about $20,000 worth of weddings. And then on top of that, yeah, I have extra bills. The bills don't stop coming in. And I found myself saying, hey, you know what? We got to go get food because we got to cut costs everywhere. And basically, I had to do what I had to do. And I ended up getting money from the government as well, a measly $600 a week <laughs> to, to actually you know, help pay all the bills in my life and pay for food which really wasn't that much. I mean, and it's it's kind of strange, you know. I thought $600, you know, was a lot of money, you know, a week and all that. I had no idea how much money I actually made until then. I know it sounds pretty ludicrous, but, you know, when you're making a lot, and I do make quite a significant amount of money, you know, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, it it just doesn't dawn upon you because you, you're so lucky. You don't, you don't look at the bills, right? So, uh but the lucky thing about it is that I also transferred back into the entertainment industry. So I am slated to do some work on some other things in the entertainment industry. I call myself scriptwriter Steve, by the way, because I am a screenwriter. Originally, before I started in the wedding industry, I was a professional storyteller. I wrote scripts. I wrote, I, I, I produced TV shows. I, you know, did stuff for the movie industry. And I am back doing things for the entertainment industry in all different aspects. I'm a creative consultant on a podcast company. And I also will maybe, maybe pen a few stories for them in the future. I think I'll go down that route. I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm working on some things that I think may interest them. And then on top of that, I also may be working on a, on a few movie projects later on. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. And once those are greenlit, I'll tell you all about it. And I'm also creating my own stories, my own my own uh, fiction that I'll sell out there, uh, self-publish, and that, that's also fun. And then I'm doing my own barbecue company as well. So a lot of things are opening up, but then the weddings things, that's my bread and butter in the meantime. So and it's doing really good. So 
Thank you so much for those who have booked with me. Now, I just want to address a few things that uh, I guess have been brought up to my attention regarding um, COVID and Hawaii. So right now, uh, infections, uh, they have gone up a little here in Hawaii uh, to, I think, 84 infections. We were down at around 30, and just recently we had a little bit more spike. Now, here's the thing. We have to take, when the Department of Health releases these infection numbers, we have to really take them with a grain of salt. Now, what's more important to me than anything else, what tells you how deadly that this infection actually is, is that you have to look more at the deaths caused by coronavirus than actually, quote unquote, the positivity rate, okay? So I'm going to explain that to you really quick before we cut to commercial. And then when we come back from commercial, we'll talk more about weddings. But I want you to, because COVID and weddings, they pretty much go hand in hand right now. Because if, you're, if you were planning a wedding last year, you had to put it on a postponement because of COVID. And this year, you want to make sure we're headed in the right direction with COVID. And I just want to let you know that we are. So still stay hopeful. And I'm, and this is not just rhetoric that, that I want to feed to you. This is scientific fact, okay? And again, I'm not a doctor. Furthest thing from, I'm not in the medical industry, all right? But what I do do is that I do a lot of research, and that's kind of from my compulsive behavior back from when I was a store, professional storyteller, which I still am, okay? So, uh, you know, when you're a compulsive storyteller, you have to research, research, research to make sure you tell the most accurate story out there. Because if you're not telling the most accurate story out there, your audience pretty much checks out, and this also applies to when you write fiction. So I researched covid I researched and researched it. I'm part of so many closed Facebook groups that include frontline workers who are doctors and also virologists. So I get all of this information here. I process it. And, and uh, here's the thing that I want to share with you. Just be a positive test, a positive COVID test doesn't necessarily mean that a person is actually infected, all right? Especially the, at the way uh, that they actually test you. So a PCR test is usually multiplied um, 30, 40, 50 times. Now, when it's multiplied anything above 30, uh, that virus can actually be dead in your nose and it, you know, it won't affect you. So that may be the cause for a lot of asymptomatic cases. So again, you could actually test, like for example, a table and the virus would be dead on that table, right? And you test it, it's positive, but you could lick, literally lick that table with the COVID virus and it won't infect you because it is dead. So is that virus dead inside your, inside your nose? And just because you came back positive with it, you know, was it actually alive enough? Did it infect you enough? for you to create antibodies. And the truth is, you don't know until you take an antibody test or actually until, the only true way to know if you're actually infected with COVID is to actually, you know, A, take a blood test, which will prove that you have antibodies, or take a culture within your nose and then grow that sample in a Petri dish, look at, look at under a microscope and see if actually that, that virus is actually growing. Now, within any time that you are alive right now, or even when you're dead, okay, but when you're alive right now, guess how many viruses you have active inside your body, living on and inside your body? You're not going to believe this, okay? 380 trillion 
viruses are living on or inside your body. That's not 380. 380 trillion that scientists know about it that simply can can cause you to, to, to get sick or simply coexist with you. And this is why that, for example, if you ever get into a fight and some dude bites you, that bite, that human bite can really infect you to a point where you may have to even cut off your arm because that person who has who is who had bit you has viruses living inside his mouth that he is immune to. It's not going to affect him if he cuts his gum, right? But all of a sudden, if he bites you and those viruses inside his mouth go into your skin, well, you got a problem. It's the same thing if an animal bites you, right? You know, those viruses that are okay to them because their body is immune to it, right? If they go into your body because it becomes novel when it goes into your body, then all of a sudden you have a problem. That's when if your pet cat or pet guinea pig or anyone bites you, it becomes really, really infected. And uh, again, the same thing applies for humans. So just because someone um, tests positive for COVID, it doesn't mean they're actually they are actually infected, and it could mean that their antibodies are are actually even if they are infected, they could still be healthy because their antibodies that are within them are actually, uh, I guess, uh, neutralizing the virus. Now that's why when recently. There are three people from Hawaii, and they made the news, by the way, just recently. There are three healthcare workers who made, who made the news, frontline workers who were double, double vaccinated. They took the Pfizer Moderna, and this is back in January. And on their way to Hawaii, they tested positive for the coronavirus, right? But they were asymptomatic, nothing. They had no symptoms whatsoever, and they didn't spread it to anyone, even the people sitting next to them who were contact traced or the people who they were, uh, I guess, who they had met and everywhere, negative. They did not spread it whatsoever. So they had the virus in their nose. Again, it's just one of the 380 trillion viruses inside their body. But just, but they were vaccinated, so they weren't sick at all. They had zero symptoms. Now, I read some articles saying they had mild symptoms. That's wrong. They actually had zero symptoms. They're 100% healthy. So what does that tell you? That tells you that the vaccines are working. Just because when you get vaccinated, it's not going to stop you from the virus entering your nose. Okay. So when you get that PCR test, here's the funny thing about it. It doesn't mean you're not going to get the virus in your nose. You, you can get the virus on your nose. You can get the virus on your hand. You can get the virus on the table. All right. They'll all test positive. It won't mean that they're going to, it's, it's not going to mean that you're going to be infected. Two different things. A positive test does not equate out uh, a positive infection. All right. Okay. So I want to get that past your brain right now. So, Right now, if you take a look at the COVID numbers in America within Hawaii, yeah, they've kind of tapered off, but they're kind of going down. They're still going down, not at an, at an exponential level back in January, but they're still tapering down slowly. The better news is that the death rate is exponentially still crashing at the same rate as it started it in January. That means we're still headed on the same route. Again, you know, positive cases, it doesn't matter because those who are vaccinated will still test positive. Are they going to die from it? Most likely not. All right. They may even get mild symptoms, but they're not going to die from it. So again, that's all what matters. It's like when you get the tetanus shot, right? The tetanus shot is going to stop you from getting infected if you, you know, step on a rusty nail. 
but it's not, not going to stop you from stepping on a rusty nail. That's still going to happen. Okay. So that, that's basically what it is. So if you want to get vaccinated to get vaccinated, if you don't, you don't, I'm not here to advocate either or I'm just telling you the things that I know. So there's still hope out there. People very, very strong hope here, here that everything will pretty much be back to normal as the virus gets out of here. And 2021, it looks to be the end of COVID. So start planning your wedding. If you want to elope in Hawaii, definitely you can start planning now. You can come down here soon, right? And, and elope, no problem. Uh, pretty soon, our governor, our lieutenant governor, is looking at um, actually really easing the restrictions, saying that if you are vaccinated, double vaccinated, in fact, um, that you just have to produce your card. So if you're vaccinated, hang on to that card, and you won't have to even take a PCR test. You could just come straight down here. So again, that's a pretty cool reason to get vaccinated, right? And um, and on top of that, it looks like uh, luau's are actually open. Um, I drove by Paradise Cove Luau, and they were open for business. Now, you still have to wear a mask, I think, but I don't think you have to wear a mask when you're seated at your actual table. So that's real cool, too, because masks freaking suck. Now, if you're wondering, do I, uh, for my company, do we wear masks? Absolutely not. Okay, now, my minister, I think, is vaccinated. I'm not, right? I don't really care because uh, I'm young, right? So um, on top of that, I'm taking other things like quercetin zinc, which I, I, I recommend to all of you folks. Quercetin and zinc, this stuff works. I can tell you a, a story later on, but I don't want get to off, get off too off the subject. But here's the story. Now, first of all, I called up the DOH when we started opening up and I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, uh, now that we're opening up, uh, what are the restrictions? And they said, well, your minister, your bride and groom, they should all stand six feet away from each other and make sure they all wear masks. I said, yeah, okay, fine. Is this during the ceremony? They said, yes. During the photos? Yes. Why is it during the photos? Why is it during everything like that? You know, who, who the hell wants to get married with a mask on? So the woman there, I'm not going to say their name, and has not, they're not the same people who work at the department the, as the agents who give out the marriage license. It's a very big department. She tells me, well, Steve, what if the, the husband and wife give COVID to each other? That's why we social distance ourselves from each other, so they don't give COVID to each other. I, and I said, you do know for a fact that they won't be social distancing themselves much from each other later on that night, right? And she tells me the dumbest answer I ever heard in my life. She said, well, not if they care about each other. Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, this is the mentality we're dealing with with some of the people in Hawaii. So for my weddings, if you've seen my recent weddings that we've done, no one's wearing masks. Everyone's operating like normal. Now, if you want us to wear a mask, just tell us. But the default answer is that, are we going to wear a mask on our, for their weddings? And do I expect you to do that? Absolutely not, because I want you guys to kiss each other, talk to each other, not behind a mask. And I want the minister... You know, who is basically vaccinated? He's not going to give you anything, right? You know, so you're safe. You're in a safe bubble. And me as a photographer, I, you know, I'm six feet away from you because I don't want to get any closer because I'm shooting with a flash. I'm going to blind you with my flash. If anything, I think at the closest, I'm 15 feet away from you because I, nice, I want that nice wide shot. And if I go close to you, I want to zoom in so I can bring the background in as close as I can to you. I'm not going to stand closer than six feet to you. 
You know, that's way too close for a photographer, right? You know, you, you don't want that lens in your face while you're saying your vows. That would be stupid. So anyway, uh, that's about all my rant for today before I cut to commercial. When I come back, I'm going to be talking about more scams. Okay, so, you know, every every podcast, I would kind of touch upon scam after scam for weddings. And these would just pop into my head. And, you know... One of my couples said, hey, Steve, can you just make all of your scams kind of all in just one, one, um, I guess, podcast? And my last, my last podcast, one of my last podcasts, I was talking about quote unquote Acme Weddings. Um, those of you know, that, that's not the real name of the company, but they were scamming people. And I kind of just focused on them scamming people. Uh, this right here, this podcast, the meat of it, when I get back from the commercial break, we'll be talking about scams in general with Hawaii weddings that I want you to avoid, all right? So I'm going to cut to commercial, and then I'll cut back to com- cut back from commercial, get back from it, not really cut back, and then we'll get in to this entire topic. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. people i hope you're back from the commercial break i got this positive vibe music going on because i want you as a bride to stay positive for your wedding don't get freaked out about covid all right okay i'm back here yeah i'm a i'm a compulsive optimist all right people i do not want to be i guess my life driven by a narration of fear i just don't I really, really don't. Uh, You know, the politicians, everyone else, not just politicians, we are all driven by fear. Our egos are driven by fear. And you have to make sure that you don't let that fear harness your outlook on life. Because once you do, it powers, it can power your agenda in a very different way. It can power your anger. It can give birth to anger. And when you're angry, things just don't go the right way. So anyway, so we're going to talk about weddings, vacation scams to watch out for. Now, just to let you know, just a real quick introduction about me. Uh, My name is Steve Young, and uh, some of you may not know that. I used to work in the entertainment industry a long time ago, and I still, well, I still actually do. I'm back in the entertainment industry, right? Because of COVID. You can thank COVID because of that. But when I was around 
23 or, or 24, uh, well, actually around 20, 20 years old, I started another production company and we started to do weddings back then. And the reason why we started to do weddings is that, well, number one, it paid the bills. And number two, we, I wanted to create an instructional wedding video to educate brides on how corrupt the wedding industry was. And because I, I took a look at this industry and I said, wow, this industry is really, 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 really corrupt. So, um, that was my initial intention. I had no intention of actually ever staying in there, but the money was so good. You know, September 11th happened and all of our other productions like dried up. So I ended up staying in there. Now I was, I was still working in the entertainment industry while my production company that I owned did photography and video for the, for the wedding industry. And then I decided, Hey, you know what? I like weddings. So I started to do weddings and I found myself stuck there until now. And, uh, and then I got slowly back into the entertainment industry. So it's been close to about 25 years, almost, it feels like, or maybe 23. It's good. I think it's, well, I'm turning 44 in a couple of days. So, um, I think it's 24 years. It could be 25 years because I may have started it when I was 19. Uh, that's how long I've been this, in this wedding industry. And, um, I planned. I think last time I've checked, over 10,000 weddings. So both small and large. Um, and I've done weddings all over the place. I've done weddings for celebrities. I've done weddings for normal people. Uh, I've done weddings for, you know, so I even done a fake wedding for a celebrity, to be honest. Um, they were a, they're a gay couple. But they don't, they don't want anyone to be gay. So we did their real wedding ceremony and then we did their picture, we did their real ceremony, which they're a gay couple, right? And then on top of that, we did ceremonies, uh, the ceremony, which was like a, a fake ceremony, but this is for the tabloids. So I'm not going to tell you who it is, <laughs> but we did do it. So, uh, yeah. And they trust me with their secret, which is a really big secret. And I'm fine with it, you know? And, uh, I've also had two TV shows in Japan that had to do with the wedding industry. So I was a television producer for some times and those got pretty popular. Now, during this whole time, I've seen every single scam that I've seen and it's horrible. Now, you as the bride, now I keep telling you this, you are the worst type of customer there, there is out there. I don't care if you're a rocket scientist. I don't care if you are the smartest woman in the freaking world. If this is your first wedding, you are not educated. You are an emotional buyer and you are not educated enough to make the right decisions. Now, that's the problem. You have to educate yourself as much as you can before you plump down any sort of money. Do your homework. Okay, do your homework, be a healthy skeptic, don't be paranoid, but be a very, very healthy skeptic because there are so many scams out there because you're a first-time buyer. You know, think about the first time you did anything in your life or the first time you bought anything in your life. Did you ever make the right decision? And guys, I'm even talking to you. You ever made the right decision on the first car you ever bought? The first, you know, the first like, you know, television you ever bought? The first anything you ever bought? The first video game you ever bought? You know, you know the first house you ever bought? You know, you thought, oh, maybe if I, the second time I'm going to do it better. But you don't have that chance when you're planning your wedding, right? So you got to make sure you got to, you know, educate yourself before you you plop down any amount of money. I don't care if it's just a few hundred dollars. You got to make sure. So my goal is to educate you, to be one of those educational resources, not the, just one. And I also have a Facebook you know, group out there. And you, you can talk to the, that Facebook group. I think some of you are part of it. I think a lot of you are part of it. It's called 
Hawaii Wedding Information. My company runs it, Dream Weddings Hawaii. I'm on there a lot. You can sometimes I'll post under my personal Facebook um, identity, Stephen Young, or Dream Weddings Hawaii. And uh, I try I try to go out there. I have brides out there, you know, who are asking questions, asking questions. And you know, some of the, it's really good because some of the questions out there, even for me, a, a, you know, twenty plus year veteran in this industry, even I don't know. Right. So I'm learning from you folks out there and say, hey, I went to this. I went to this. And you guys po- you, you guys educate me as well because I'm still learning. So and you're warning other brides of scams out there. OK, so just recently, you know, um, a wedding, Acme Weddings, they've been doing some very, you know, very sketchy things like they've been putting chairs on top of the beaches when they're not supposed to. They're working in a very great area. And well, they got caught. And um and then a lot of, uh, I guess, locals ended up, you know, they didn't like what they were doing. So they ended up closing down their weddings. And they, they, what they ended up doing is lying to all their customers, you know, about, about the reason why they couldn't actually do beach weddings with chairs and archways, you know, on the beach. They lied. They said the state was closed down and they weren't issuing permits. Dude, Hawaii is not closed down right now. Everyone's working. Everyone's working, 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 working. The Department of Health, the state film office, everyone's open. Everyone's open. That whole thing, that weddings company right there, they're like the Acme Weddings, quote-unquote Acme Weddings, they're lying. So let's talk about the scams that I've seen right now. So now what I'm seeing right now with wedding companies per se, so I'm going to like take a look at here is that a lot of packages that wedding companies actually advertise themselves at services that they're providing are services that they actually should provide already. So hold on really quick here. I am going to like uh, work my, I don't have my notes in front of me. I have a, I wrote an article about this and uh, I want to just talk about it right now. So, so I'm hold on really quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So one of the biggest scams that I see right here is that wedding companies, again, are listing packages, are listing services in their packages that they shouldn't charge for. Like say, for example, in their package, they'll say they'll return emails, prompt service, prompt service, returned emails, you know, uh, uh, phone conversations. These are things that you should already offer just out of being a company. It's called customer service. And the number one, they'll say they'll offer marriage license processing. Now, here's the thing. Wedding companies don't process your marriage license, all right? The ministers, they even don't process your marriage license. The only company, the only um, organization that processes a marriage license is the Department of Health. So here's what happens. When you get your marriage license from the Department of Health, you bring your marriage license to the wedding. You give, it's a pink paper, by the way, and you give that paper, your marriage license, to the minister, and then the minister goes home, or he can do it on his cell phone, he enters the first and last name there, and he basically says, I performed this marriage at this location at this time, and hits the submit button, and then that information goes over to the Department of Health, and the Department of Health then processes that marriage license into a marriage certificate, and they mail you that marriage certificate after. Never does the wedding company ever touch the marriage license. So in this case, my company, Dream Wedding Soy, we don't touch the marriage license. We don't actually process it. We don't do anything. Neither does the minister. The Department of Health does. Again, and it is the minister's responsibility to actually submit that paperwork, submit all of that information. 
right? To actually tell, to tell the Department of Health that he actually married you to. Okay. So he's just submitting the paperwork. That's all he's doing. He's not processing the marriage license. Okay. That quote, that service right there that all of these wedding companies list is bunch of BS. That is 100% BS because they don't even touch it. And they're saying, oh, they're, and it's a, it's a line item there. So what, what are they doing here with all these line items here? Well, they're just puffing up a package and, and providing, you know, just very, a few line items, a few, a few line items actually count in there, such as the ministry services and maybe the photographer and maybe the lace. But everything else is just padding. It's pure padding. All right. Pure padding. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to find this other article that I wrote. I wrote uh, like a while ago on top of my own website. So that's why you hear my, my keyboard typing here. I want to find it because I, I, I actually talked about this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. So here we go. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to list, I'm, I'm going to list uh, this wedding package right here. Okay. So this wedding package, this is, I got this, I got this from another wedding company. So it lists minister of your choice. Okay, that's an honest line item. Marriage license assistance. Okay, that's that's padding. Marriage license processing. Okay, that's padding. Then they list 40 minutes of photography, 50 retouch photos. So first of all, 40 minutes of photography and 50 retouch photos. That's very, that is too little for a wedding photography. So what they're doing now is that they want you to upgrade to another package, okay? But that still, at least those two lines, 40 minutes of photography and 50 retouch photos, hmm, that, that's, uh, at least that's a little honest, okay? Courteous onset coordinator. Courteous? I would think being courteous comes automatic with it, right? And be having an onset coordinator, that should actually also be automatic, but a lot of wedding companies don't offer that, which is horrible. You know, for me, even if you book the ministry alone, I still show up because I have to make sure that that minister knows where the wedding is and make sure that he's on time and that the wedding operate, operates on time and he gets out of there on time. All right. So sometimes I will step in to coordinate, coordinate. I've been to so many weddings where these other comp, comp, um, competitors of mine, there's no onsite coordinator and the wedding runs late. Another line item, prompt email correspondence. So that's a line item. That is a line item. Another line item. Friendly phone correspondence. Really? <laughs> that's a service? Pre-wedding consultation. That's automatic. That's part of being a coordinator is to consult with you, you know, pre, you know, before the wedding. But what are they talking about pre-wedding consultation? Are they actually saying that they're going to be a, you know, in when you talk about a minister, they have pre-wedding consultation where they kind of talk to with the couples beforehand, but that's not what they're talking about. I mean, are they actually a psychologist now? I really don't know. <laughs> so that's stupid. And then on top of that, a list, a list of recommended vendors. So they'll email you a list. Now you get all of that for $13.50. Now, what does this package look without all the padding? You have a minister, you have 40 minutes of photography, and 50 digital photos that are color corrected, and that costs you $13.50. Now let's go over to my package, the Patriot package. 
You get a ministry, one hour photography, and 75 digital photos, and that's $612.50. The same package. <laughs> now, it, uh, my Patriot package is worth way more than theirs, you know, and it's way cheaper. Theirs is way more expensive, but I get I have way more value because I gave you one hour photography and 75 digital photos. They only gave you 40 minutes of photography and 50 retouch photos, and they padded it, and they came up with a total of $13.50. That's not $13.50. That's $1,350 minus $612.50. All right? That same package. Now, if I were to offer that same package to you that they offered, that same package, I can prorate everything, right? I figured it out on here on my website. It's $425. Now, that's not a real package that I have, but I just figured out. If I, if I were to supply minister 40 minutes of photography and 50 digital color-corrected photos, that would be $425. Everything else is automatic because, you know, it, it, these services should be considered automatic. I mean, just imagine if you went to... Okay, I'm going to I'm going to have an example here. I put on my website here, but imagine if you went to a McDonald's and you ordered a quarter pounder value meal, right? So on that list of items it says, "Okay, you have a quarter pounder with cheese, a medium-sized drink, a medium fries. That's about, you know, 8 bucks, right? No, actually here in Hawaii, it's 15 bucks, okay? Now, if this wedding company would say, put this package package together, they'll say, Here's what they offer. Two buns, cooked to perfection, American cheese, hamburger that's broiled, a chef to assemble your burger, courteous, courteous um, uh, service from, from uh, your, your, your cashier, medium-sized drink, deep-fried potatoes that are hand-picked and seasoned, forks and utensils if needed, a serving tray but must, that must be returned, and a, and a courteous counter clerk to take your order and provide you with service through your orders and completion to delivery. And that's $500. <laughs> so again, it's all padding. It's what kids did to make their research paper longer than it actually did when there was only one page that actually had any significance in it. And then you have the padded, the rest of the 20 pages. I'm telling you that because I'm a writer. I've seen that, right? You've seen that. You probably did that back in college. This is what wedding companies do. Now, here's another, another thing that is pissing me off with these wedding companies. Now, when I say pissed off, I'm pissed off. They are charging for you for your, for, okay, let me, let me try to word this correctly. They are charging for the process of issuing you the marriage license. Yes. So here's the process when you get your marriage license, okay? You can go down to the Department of Health in person and apply for it and pay for it in person, okay? You can do a walk-in now, all right? But many of you have applied for it and paid for it online, and then that what they'll do is that they'll give you a list of wedding agents to actually get your marriage license from. So they could be anywhere, all right? Anyone, you're right? And from any walk of business, right? And those marriage agents, marriage license agents, okay, they get a little stipend from the Department of Health per week um, so they can actually, you know, stay home and actually, you know, pro, uh, actually, uh, some, you, you, what you do is you go to their house and instead of, going, instead of going to the Department of Health, you go to their house and you get your marriage license from them. And this works really well uh, when the, the Department of Health is like, for example, uh, it's, a, it's a holiday and they're not working or you, know, you want to get your marriage license on Christmas Day. These wedding agents work really well. Okay. Now, the wedding agents are not supposed to pay. Well, they're not supposed to charge anything and none of them have. Now, Acme Weddings, they're saying 
they they actually charge for the service of $225, which recently they put down to $175. And they call it a convenience fee. And what are they telling you? They say that they're actually going to go down to the Department of Health, pick it up for you, and, and you come back tomorrow the next day or within the next couple hours, and they'll have it for you. That's their convenience fee. So you can go out there and enjoy the sun. That is a bold-faced lie. So what they're doing is that they're acting as a wedding agent, okay? And they process all the information, the same as other wedding agents out there who work from their home. And they just hit the print button and the and your marriage license prints out on the printer. They didn't go down to the Department of Health to pick it up. They can't do that. They're not you. They cannot do that, okay? They, they, they click on print. They put it in a folder and you come back two hours later and you think they went down there for you, which, which they didn't. And that's all they did. And they're charging $175 or $225 for it when they're supposed to charge you zero. Absolutely nothing for it. Acme Weddings. And if you know, if you're on my forum, you'll know which wedding company I'm talking about. All right. You should not pay a penny from an independent wedding agent to get your marriage license. Absolutely nothing. You can tip them on the side if you want, but even then they're not supposed to accept anything. All right? Okay, so let's go into ministry services. All right, so here's what I've seen. I've seen ministers, number one, that are advertising themselves as ministers on here online, but they're not, they're not actually licensed to be a minister. That is a fraud, okay? So make sure that your minister is actually registered to be a minister, and you'll find that out when you actually apply for your marriage license online, and he should be part of that drop-down menu out there, okay? It's not hard to be ordained in Hawaii or ordained at all, or ordained anywhere. You could actually get it done anywhere, okay? So, um, I mean, I'm, I got ordained online. I'm not a real minister, and I did it just as a, as to show a wedding couple how easy it is, you know, so because they wanted their brother, brother to marry them. I said, look, look how easy it is to do. And I or actually ordained myself online within the hour. So it's that easy. Okay. So you'll find my name on there, even though I haven't performed a single wedding in my life. But, um, it's that easy. Now, why do these other ministers not take that one step? I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. All right. You got me. Number two, with the ministries, these ministers, I have seen them where they don't process their marriage license. They don't submit the paperwork. That's real bad, okay? So if you, you know, do some research on some of these ministers out there, if they don't follow through, that's real bad. That means you're not legally married. And if, if you got married down here, went through the whole service and everything like that, and you find out, you go back to the mainland, and you find out you're not legally married, you're in big, you know, big, big trouble, Okay? Now, other parts of my complaint is the, more, the, more so the quality of service. Uh, there, I remember there was a homeless guy. Who, I did a wedding, and there was this minister who lived out of his car. He was homeless, and he couldn't remember the couple's names. So, and, and he held the, the actual um, marriage license in his hand so he could remember the couple's names, and he gave the, the worst service I ever saw in my life. And I felt so bad for the couple. I really, really felt so bad for the couple. I made sure to follow up on them to make sure he, he processed at least a marriage license, which he did, all right? But I, but I felt on my on myself, I, I even told my minister, I, I said, you know what? We may have to actually you know, sign off on this, on this, um, on this um, couple here because, and, and again, my minister wasn't there, but said, so we may have to like, you know, you know um, have you meet with these, this couple here because I don't know if this guy actually processed the paperwork. 
I mean, I was, I was only the photographer, but I was that concerned, okay? So make sure your minister is like pretty much legit. Now, how do you do that? You know, if they're just a minister alone, look that they have, look on, you know, their, their reviews, Google, Google their name. If they have a website that really helps and look at their reviews, okay? So make sure that they're a legit, legit business, okay? Now, just because, again, they're a, they're a minister and they have no website doesn't mean they're not legit, okay? All right. So, but the other problem I have, now this isn't really a scam part. I hate about ministers is that their services are flat out cheesy. Now that's not a scam part, but I really don't like it when they turn the word aloha into an acronym, like A stands for this, L stands for this. That is not a Hawaiian ceremony. Okay. So they're scamming you on saying they deliver a Hawaiian ceremony. That's really not. Um, and then they, they instead of some ministers turn their entire service into a quiz show. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll say things, do you know what this means? And do you know what that means? Do you know when you do this happens, what will you do? No, we're not going to be asking the couple questions and question after question. <laughs> the ceremony is not a quiz show, all right? <laughs> okay, and lastly, I don't like ministers who turn ceremonies into some Christian revival where you, know, you start asking people in the crowd if they are Christians or not, and if you're going to come up here and we can you be a reborn Christian. I've seen that. That's horrible. <laughs> I don't, I'm a Christian, okay? I don't want any service to turn to some type of revival and say, hey, we're going to get people born again and they're going to have a great life in the afterlife. That's not what the day is about. They have another day they can do that, right? I don't know why they're doing that. All right, on to the next. Let's talk about photographers. Now, recently, because computers, uh, mainly cell phones and also, um, you know, just cameras and peri cameras, period, have gotten really intelligent. And you can just put on auto. And a lot of times, a lot of photographers out there can, you know, they don't know how to shoot their, their camera in manual. Now, here's the thing. There's been a rising amount of Instagram photographers out there. So these are photographers who have great Instagram pages and their photos look really great. I mean, I look at them and say, wow, this is great. I want to hire these guys. I want these guys to work for me. So I take these, now this is a true story, okay? So I take these Instagram photographers out to shoot just on a practice model and they have no idea how to use their camera. None, none. And, and then I tell them, oh, we're going to shoot in sunset, right? Because, you know, they have no idea how to use exposure, no idea what f-stops are, shutter speed is, how even, even how to use a flash. And they'll say, oh, we'll fix it up in post. You can't fix everything in post, you can't do that. And what are they using to fix their photos and post? They're using automatic filters on the cell phone. It's stupid. You know, I saw one photographer shooting a sunset photo of this model who I got. And then they used their cell phone. They said, oh, you know, when we shoot, cell when we shoot sunsets, we use our iPhones. Why? Oh, because I don't know how to use a flash. <laughs> so you have to really watch out for this. Really, really watch out for it. Make sure your photographer has a very good understanding of using Flash. And here's the other thing. They also have to understand how to post people, all right? You can't just go out there and say, hey, I, I'm a more natural type of, you know, photojournalistic type of style. Couples, you have to know how to post people. And again, if they don't know how to post people, only one out of the 10 or 30 photos that they take will come out good. You have to, you have to actually know exposure, posing, lighting. <laughs> in a movie, in a movie set, a director will direct lighting. You know, a lot of the times when you look at a movie set, 
90% of, your, of what you're looking at is the lighting. That's how important the lighting is, okay? The lighting is that important in your wedding as well. So lighting is so important. And guess what? That's artificial lighting, right? And again, when you watch a movie, you don't say, wow, that's, that lighting looks really fake. No, you say, no, that lighting looks real. You don't, you don't even know. So when you know it, all of my photography, you, you, it looks really natural, really natural. You won't even know that there's a flash in there. But you have to shoot with a flash to, to, to control the light, to control shadows, to control, to control exposure, to make sure that blue sky is actually a lot more blue, or to smoothen out the skin. You know, a flash actually smoothens out the skin. It gets rid of all the craters inside your cheeks. You know, if you had bad acne and you have shadows there, right? If you have a 12 o'clock, if you're actually um, shooting around 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, that overhead shadow that gives you raccoon eyes, the flash gets rid of all of that. So these are the important things, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with, a, uh, with a photographer. You have to know. So how do, you, how do you find out, like, what's good or bad? Well, you have, to t- you have to take a look at all their photos. Take a look at the reviews. All right. And make sure there's some type of redundancy, not really redundancy, repetitiveness in their photos. Say that, oh, that couple, that, that, these pictures look pretty much all the same, right? The sunset. And in fact, if you can take a look at how their photos look during sunset, that's really important. How their photos look during sunset or how their photos look during when it's the worst time out. You know, we're talking one o'clock, one o'clock PM, 12 o'clock PM, when that shadow is right underneath the, the couple. If they can get a great photo at that time, you know you're dealing with a good a good photographer. Now here is the scam when it comes to photographers, other than them not knowing, you know, not knowing how to use their own equipment. It is the upsell. Photographers are so known to do this. Okay, so they'll they'll promise you on this one package, like this one package I told you about. Um, about this other wedding company, it was 40 minutes, 50 digital photographers, 50 digital photos, right? You think that that's very little, 40 minutes, 50 digital photos. That's so little. Now, I know a lot of you brides thinking, man, you know, some of you, that's okay, but some of you want more than that, right? Now, I would tell you that this photographer, he's going to shoot way more than 50. He'll shoot maybe 100, maybe 200, right? And then you'll look at the other photos and you say, wow, these other photos came out really great. I really like, I really, really like them. Um, how much to buy the rest? Oh, it's about $2,000. That's what they'll do. And they'll say, whoa, whoa. You know, why is it $2,000 when their first 50 only costs, you know, about, about, you know, $1,350 with the minister? They said, no, that's just the cost. So they're getting you on this upsell. It's pretty much like what Disneyland does to you when you take pictures, when you go there and you're taking pictures with, with Mickey Mouse, right? And they hand you the, the little, little, little thing. They're going to upsell you on that, those photos after you took on the ride or anything like that. So for eight by 10, it's going to cost 40 bucks. Same thing with these photographers that are upselling you. It's not honest. So make sure you know what the hell you're paying for. All right. Make sure you say, Hey, if you shoot more photos, am I going to get charged more or are you just going to give it to me? Now, if you book with my company, I give you, I give you everything I shoot. I'm not going to upsell you. I'm not going to be like Disneyland. I'm not going to be like these other photographers. Okay. Okay, the last thing that which they do, this is really, really bad. Okay, and this is what happens when these young business people, they get too big for their mind. They get too big and they get real popular. These Instagram photographers too, they're really, really popular, okay, because they trend. So you book the couple and you say, wow, I really like his work. And guess what? He's actually a really good photographer. 
But who shows up on your wedding day? Not him, his assistant, or someone he found on Craigslist. So you're not getting him. <laughs> you're not getting that person. You're getting, you booked with this company and he just sent someone else. They do that so often. That is completely dishonest. So make sure somewhere in your contract that he will actually say he will show up. He will show up and shoot for your wedding. Not just show up now, because I know some other companies, some other photographers and other videographers, they say in their contract, they're going to show up for the wedding. But guess what? They don't even pick up the camera to shoot. They just show up to say hi, just to fulfill their part of the contract. Hi, how do you like that? bunch of dishonest, no good people. All right, on to the videographers. Now, here's the videographers, okay? They're, they're very somewhat similar to the photographers. Number one, they have a problem. A lot of videographers, they have a problem with delivering their product on time, okay? So make sure that these people that look in the reviews that they're actually delivering their product and that there's no complaints of the, these videographers not delivering their product. Post-production and video takes a really, really long time. So some of them, you know, to get some, some of them to get your, your um, actual finished project, they may say six months to a year. And if they're backlog, that's not too uncommon. A lot of them take about a year, a freaking year. That's the truth and all that. But again, it's because post-production takes pretty a pretty much a long time, all right? Now, for me, um, depending on how long it is, um, some, some, if it's a reception, it'll take me a couple of months to finish that wedding video. Again, because again, your, the, the wedding videos, video is going to come out to 45 minutes to an hour, Right now, if it's just a ceremony, I can get that done really quick. But we're talking if it's a reception, there's all multiple cameras and everything like that, and dances and all these things. And to edit it down, you're talking about close to a length of a feature film. You know, when you in a movie, feature films take a long time to edit, they take a long time. It may take them close to a year to get out a movie. That's why when they say, hey, this movie, like so and so, like, you know, say Avengers, you know, 500 is coming out. And they say, oh, it's planned for 2030, but they're gonna, they started shooting the next year and they're gonna be, and they'll be finished maybe like about four years from now because there's so much that has to be done in post production, like the animation and the editing and everything like that, right? So it does take time, but just make sure that you, that these guys actually deliver the product, okay? Now, on top of that, there's another false claim that videographers are passing out that their video, because they shoot on 4K, it can replace photography. It can't. It absolutely cannot do that. All right. And it's just the way that the shutter on a, on a video camera works. You'll get a lot of blurred images. The resolution still is not as very high. Um, even if it's a progressive scan, meaning the whole image is scanned at one time, it is not the same quality as a digital camera, a high-end digital camera, not even close. All right. Like for example, the digital camera that I that I own, what do you call it, shoot on, and it delivers quality quality to you, that is equivalent to maybe twenty thousand K or twenty K. All right, twenty K. Right, not not four K. All right. Now there is some truth where you can print out some four K images, but even then, you really can't do it. And plus, you need you need high shutter speed that usually a lot of times to make sure images are not blurry. All right. For example, if you move your hand, like say up and down, uh, I guess up and down in front of your, your video camera, and you take a still of that, your hand, even if, even if you're moving it slowly, will be a big blur. 
all right? Now, if you take a picture with photography, right, if a regular, regular camera, you can up that shutter speed so when you move that, your finger or your hand in front of that camera lens, it will look like as though it's staying still. It will look very, very sharp as though it's staying still, okay? So you need that, you need that, uh, that high shutter speed, and on top of that, you need a flash, and that's what that's the great thing about digital photography that video can't really do is that uh, with video, if you want to light something like really like say for example, if you were shooting in the sunset with video, you would need really really powerful lighting, extremely powerful lighting if you want to shoot directly into the sun. Um, but with uh, film or not film, but with uh, photography, you just need a, a medium powered flash. Okay, what else do other videographers do? They don't show up for their own wedding. <laughs> Same thing like the photographers. They when they get real big. So I know a lot of wedding companies. They book the they book the wedding. They hire videographers off Craigslist, and then they hire Indians to edit it. So they don't even do their own editing. They're just like an agent, even though they're very talented. They're lazy. Okay, that's what they do. How do you like that? Not too honest, right? All right, next subject, let's go over to travel agents. Here's one thing I really don't like with travel agents. When they try to group in wedding packages with their actual um, uh, airfare package and their hotel package, and they start to double as a wedding coordinator. Now, I've had these, these travel agents call me up, and they wanted to partner with me, and I tell them, hey, you know what? Like, like I'll give you a commission off my, off my packages, but... I want to work with a couple directly. And I've, I work with a couple travel agents and, and usually they'll book one wedding or two with me, but they actually want to, they want to, you know, throw in all these goodies with the wedding package and work as a coordinator. And all they want to do is make more money, make a lot of money. So they don't take one of my packages that are real cheap. They won't say that, you know, what, you know, um, they won't tell you who you're booking with. And then they'll maybe add an extra $500 which you don't have to really pay for. So now the agent, now the travel agent is making an extra 500 bucks and they're not, and again, they're not on your side. They're really not on your side. So if you want to book a wedding package, work with the wedding company directly and you, and you have that travel agent, you just work with that travel agent purely on travel. Don't have them, don't have them book your wedding for you. All right. You won't know the minister. They don't know the location. You know, again, you need, when you work with a wedding company, you know, especially if you work with me, you know, we got to make sure we show up at the right location. Because if you're wearing your hair up, I can't have you get married over in Kailua or Waimanalo because it's too damn windy. You know, if you want to, I'm sorry, if you want to wear your hair down, we can't have you get married in Waimanalo because it's too damn windy, right? If you want to wear, wear your hair up, it's fine, right? You know, but again, you know, if you want a sunset photo, we can't have you get married on the East Coast. We have to get, have, get you married on the West Coast. Now, your travel agent won't, let, won't know about this. They absolutely won't know about this. What do you do about the rain, right? If it rains over on one side and you have to move over to another place and all that, how about what type of ceremony you want? Do you want a Christian ceremony, a Hawaiian ceremony, a non-denominational? They don't know. Yeah, they can't answer these questions. How about the color scheme? Your bouquet, what color scheme do you want it? <laughs> these are the things the travel agent cannot answer. They can't answer for, for the life of them. So don't work with them at all, all right? Don't work with them. They're just trying to make more money off something. All right, next thing. Hotel. We're almost done, people. We're, we have two more topics. Hotels. You're thinking, okay, a hotel, 
is so trustworthy, right? Steve, the hotel is so trustworthy. Uh, not exactly. So the biggest scam that I've ever seen with a hotel is open bar. Open, open bar. They want you and your friends to be as drunk as possible on your wedding because they're going to charge you $5 for a can of Coke. I'm not even kidding you about that. All right. So whenever you go to a wedding, and again, they have an open bar, and they're, they're, you know, people are like, you know, pouring and pouring and pouring. Well, of course they want that. And I've seen it almost 100% of the time. If you have an open bar, that open bar tab is as much as a reception. So if your reception is 10, 15 grand, that open bar tab is 10, 15 grand, and you're in the hole. How do you like that? And they don't tell you about that. They try to, they try to do everything. They'll say, oh, if you have an open bar, We'll give you a, a bridal room, a bridal room for free for you and your fiance. So you get two. So what is the value of that? They'll tell you, oh, the, the value of this room. And we'll also upgrade you to a honeymoon suite. That's how great it'll be. A honeymoon suite for your, for your honeymoon night or your entire stay. So you that's about a $5,000 value. They'll say that, right? Just if you do open bar. And then you'll say, oh, this is so great. And then you see the open bar tab is 15 grand. You could have just spent the 15 grand on a really and, and booked a presidential suite. <laughs> right? You could have like, you know, bought like a really nice car, down payment on a Porsche, right? Or something. You know, it, you, this is like, but you spent it on alcohol. Don't fall for the open bar scam. Open bar, absolutely not. If you have a bar, Drink tickets, drink tickets, drink tickets, drink tickets. That's your friend, all right? Drink tickets. That's what you're going to do. And they don't need to know that. You're going to pass out drink tickets, okay? All right? So anyway, now, next thing we know. Last thing, Groupon. <laughs> now, I'm not sure how many of you you guys have used Groupon, but don't believe the Groupon scams. Now, 99% of the time, there's a catch-22 with some of these coupons, and in the long run, you're better off just booking directly with a company because it's not cheaper most of the time. Not cheaper. Sometimes it's more expensive, all right? So now, now sometimes it's cheaper. Okay, I admit sometimes I've seen cheaper deals, but again, do your homework. So if you see a Groupon deal, use it more like a, a reference tool to say, wow, okay, I like this scuba diving deal out here, but let's see what kind of deals they have if I go book directly with them. All right, Groupon, 90, I mean, I've used it before. When it first came out, I was like a serial Groupon guy. And then I found out for oil changes and everything. I said, wait a minute. I got a free oil change from a Groupon thing one time. But then I find out, oh, you got to have to have this and you have to have that after that. And then <laughs> it wasn't worth it. The free oil change wasn't even worth it. So that's what it is, people. This is it for uh, my podcast for today. I hope you found it, you know, pretty uh, useful. There are more scams out there. These are the ones just off the top of my head right now. If you have any more, let me know more about it. Okay, so, and again, if you are not part of my Hawaii Wedding Information Group on Facebook, please join. Easy way to join, just go to Facebook, um, look up Hawaii Wedding Information. All right? And then even mention this podcast because, again, I don't let everyone in because there are some scammers and there are some bad vendors who want in so they can scam you. All right, until next time, people, I'll talk to you later. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, 
Don't forget, you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies. Thank you.